0: This is the Dear Deirdre podcast with me, Sally Land, the Sun's resident agony aunt. Yes, we're taking the Sun's legendary advice column from the page to podcast. Every episode, I'll be giving my advice on your real life dilemmas. We'll be covering everything from sex and relationships to money and careers to managing your mental health and much, much more. And I won't be doing it alone, as each week I'll be joined by special expert guests, and some of your favourite celebs too. So, if you're struggling with a problem and feel like you need some advice, the Dear Deirdre team is here to help. You can send your problems to Dear Deirdre at the-sun.co.uk. We answer every single letter sent to us, and there's no problem too big, too small, or too embarrassing. But for now, it's on with the show. This week, we're taking a look at your parenting dilemmas, where we'll be addressing your letters on protecting your children against bullies, managing the stress from looking after two kids under three, and consider how to navigate spending time with your children after a nasty relationship split. On this episode, I'm joined by two wonderful guests, parenting expert and founder of Teen Tips, Alicia Drummond, and former JLS singer and TV personality Aston Marigold. They're both with me now, ready and poised to pass on their expert advice and life wisdom. So, what are we waiting for? Hi Aston and Alicia, thank you so much for joining me. For anyone out there who has somehow managed to miss both of you, it would be great to hear a little bit about what you've been working on recently.
4: Absolutely. Well, really, since uh, the beginning of lockdown, you know, before that, I used to go into schools and do talks for parents and staff and pupils, anything really to do with mental health, well-being. And of course, that will come to a grinding halt. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I decided to create something that I've always wanted to do, which was to create a hub for parents so you could go in and find an answer without kind of googling the wild west to find the answers to all the questions that we're all going to have along the way from whatever stage your children are at so it's been a massive massive project and we've now gone from one for parents
0: to one for staff to one for the pupils as well it's been a really exciting journey yeah well, that's amazing it sounds like it's really taking off then if yeah. there's demand for different platforms yeah absolutely and then aston how about yourself what have you been working on
2: a multiple of things to be honest brand new music that's just come out now so i've been kind of locked away and writing new stuff so that's nice to see the light of day and then uh, i've literally just been uh, currently am should i say on tour as well with a the theater show footloose so it's uh yeah a lot of a lot of traveling and uh, a lot of work at the minute which is great
0: yeah that's fantastic but it's mm. i imagine you know therein lies the juggle with being dad of young children <laughs> lots of travel and as you say being yeah. locked away for long hours working hard
2: exactly exactly it's burning the candle at both ends for sure but i mean it's just my kids are they're unbelievably great they're so young but they get it and they understand so it's you know they're excited when they come to visit for a couple of days and they come home and it's you know of course it's a sad occasion but they know that it's not for long and then just being in the studio they they go to bed and they're like daddy where are you going i said i'm going to work i'll see you in the morning and then it's a bit like you know grab them a couple of hours sleep whenever i do finish and then we're up again for breakfast so it's uh, yeah you know not much sleep but we uh, we do what we can <laughs>
0: yeah you're still young it's fine it's fine yeah you can push on apparently. push on through <laughs> excellent well I wanted to start off on the topic of parenting asking both of you if there's anything that springs to mind with the worst parenting advice that you've ever been given or heard and <laughs> to give you a little bit of thinking time I'd probably offer up one myself which was, just let the baby scream. It doesn't matter. Let it scream. <laughs> it is exercising and strengthening its lungs. You don't need to keep picking up the baby. I don't know about you, but everybody, you know, likes to add in their two pennethworth don't they? When you have kids. So, how about you, Alicia? Is there anything that comes to mind for you? I, th- I think it is those early days when everybody's, like you say, kind of, or
4: everybody just wants to try and help, but actually. And I think it was somebody who said, you know, you want to get them into a really strict routine. So exactly the same when they're screaming, you know, it's just they're building up an appetite. And you actually know, this is just not, this just doesn't (laughs) feel right. This is definitely one I'm
0: going to ignore. Yeah, it's that instinct, isn't it? When you just said feel right, that's what you learn to tap into more and more. Yeah. Aston, how about you? Is there anything that you can think of Do
2: you know what, the thing that really springs to mind for me and i just don't say it to any of my friends that are about to have kids and their new parents is we were always told beforehand i'll oh, get as much sleep as you can now before and when we had our before we had our first we was we were so rested that it almost backfired on us completely <laughs> because it was a bit like we really enjoyed sleep at one point <laughs> and then it just it totally turns from kind of going, Oh, we've just had this lovely few months of just really like going to bed at this time and then and then it gets so broken that I almost felt like, Well I should have just stayed exactly how I was and just kind of going to bed at whatever time and just kinda of do did it naturally instead of really trying to force everything and almost be over over prepared for something I have no idea about. Yeah, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, you can't see, but I can see. Aston's—he like, keeps looking wistfully up into the top corner, <laughs> yeah. like thinking yeah. of this sleep.
4: I think we yeah. should really prepare people. Yeah, we should do sleep deprivation training. Really, shouldn't we? Rather than yeah. banking it, because otherwise it's such a shock to your system. When, and I, I was thinking, oh, you know people talk about or oh, when they get them into routine do this do that you're never going to get any sleep and actually they don't come with a handbook and if they did they hadn't read it
0: so you just <laughs> have to go with what
4: happens in the moment doesn't yeah, it?
0: yeah if there's a single piece of advice you could give to help anybody who's going through that whole parenting guilt what what advice would it be i think mine would definitely be find your tribe So when you start going to all these mums groups and school and nursery etc there are definitely different types of people and there's mums who worry about certain things and there's mums who are a lot more relaxed and when you find your gang it really helps you relax into it rather than feeling that you're being judged or that you're doing the wrong thing so yeah my piece of advice would be find your tribe.
4: I think just don't give yourself a, a hard time there is no such thing as the perfect parent and actually no child would want a perfect parent It'd be a nightmare to live up to mm. <laughs> so just you know we all do the best that we can with the tools and the information that we've got so if you can if you can find a bit of extra information and find some extra tools great but I think if you always fall back on unconditional love connection you really won't go that far wrong and
0: Aston, how about yourself?
2: Yeah, do you know, it doesn't stray too far from that. I think mine is just, as long as you've got love in the room, you're fine. I think I've noticed with my boys, it's a bit like, at first I definitely was, I say I, both of us were those parents of, oh, we need to get this and I'm sure they would love this and do it. These boys will be so happy to play with a massive bowl, some water and a cup. You can, like, you can make a game out of anything, you can make like, doesn't they don't, they don't need or want for anything just as much attention as I can physically give them they appreciate that more than anything it's a bit like mm-hmm. they just want to be kids and they want to play and they don't you know they don't want to be told no all the time of course we don't but you know it's it's just having that kind of love and safe haven do you know what I mean so I think for me it's just very much going as long as you've got love in the room you're you're fine and they are fine
0: So it's love, not material things, not materialism. That's brilliant. Thank you. So we're going to get to the part of the show where we go through some letters. And Mm -hmm. the first letter is from a dad who's devastated because his ex has stopped all access to his children since he met a new partner.
1: Dear Deirdre, since I found a new partner, my nightmare ex-wife won't let me see my children or agree to a divorce. She was extremely controlling when we were together and now even though we have split up continues to manipulate me. I'm 35 and she's 30. We have two sons aged 8 and 5. We split a year ago, we were on good terms and I saw the boys regularly until I met someone new. Suddenly she said I couldn't see my boys anymore and that she wouldn't sign the divorce papers. I'm told my sons don't want to see me but I don't believe that's true. She's just angry and jealous and trying to get back at me. I miss them so much and I'm worried they're going to forget me. How can I better manage this situation?
0: Sadly, this is a really common scenario that we get letters on, where partners split up and then the relationship breaks down and it's the children who get caught up in the middle. Mm. Alicia, what would your advice be to this dad? Well I think first of all I'm just really sorry that you're in this
4: situation because it must be really difficult incredibly upsetting and I think before we get into kind of what to do next just reassuring that actually if you've had a really good relationship with them up until this point they're never going to forget you Mm. they might be pulled away from you but Mm. they're not going to forget you and that's really important. From a legal perspective she has no right to stop you seeing your children, unless, of course, there's a court order in place. But because they're very young, they can't make their own decisions about seeing you. So it might be that you end up having to go down that route. But really, if you can, if you can avoid it, I really would. I'm sure we can all probably imagine the kind of things you'd like to say to her, but they're unlikely to be very helpful. So I think if you're feeling really angry and and vengeful and furious, write that all on a piece of paper and then take it outside and set light to it. Don't Mm. send it to her. Um, Because what's going to help in the long term is if you can form some form of connection The best way to do it really is empathy, kind of putting yourself in her shoes, trying to guess why she's suddenly so rattled. And I guess it's probably because she's perhaps jealous. Maybe she's a bit scared of losing what control over you she still thinks she has. Perhaps she's frightened that you're going to stop supporting her and the boys now that you've got a new partner. You know, we don't really know what's going on for her, but I think the chances are she's probably lashing out because she's feeling threatened in some way. It would be very easy for you both to get entrenched in that battle for access. And I guess we just have to remember, we don't have any control over how she behaves or what she does. The only person that we can change is is what we're doing. And sometimes when we change what we're doing, that opens a door for somebody else to move. So, you know, reminding yourself that she's angry and upset because perhaps she's scared might help you to stay a bit calmer. If you're on speaking terms, then I think saying something like, you know, I guess you're upset that I've got a new partner. I wonder if you're worried that I'm not going to be as available. So, you know, trying to use your empathy to create an opportunity. If you get it wrong, don't worry, she'll tell you. But if you get it right, then you'll get that connection. And you have to have connection with all human beings. You need connection before you can correct something. Mm-hmm. I sometimes think with parents in this situation, it's it's about thinking of your children as if your are business partners, they're the most precious assets of the business. And, um, you know, you don't you're going to have to work together going forwards, whether you really like it or not, because because that's the way parenting goes. So how can we do it is in a kind of adult business way. And if you can't communicate verbally, it might be that you have to resort to emailing one another
0: so that you don't have to have direct
4: communication.
0: Thank you so much. That was mm-hmm. just so comprehensive and clearly explained. Aston, how about you? What did you think about when you heard that first letter?
2: The most important thing here is your children. That is that is your most important thing here. It's, it's great to know that you're seeking happiness for yourself, i.e. within relationships. You found a new partner and that's great. But the children being used as a weapon is it's always something that gets me because I know if it was me in, this, in that position, it, it would hurt to a whole different level. I would just say, yeah, as you as said, it's, it's very much trying to build that connection again with your ex-partner in a whole different way. You're both technically business partners with your most beautiful and precious asset, which are your children. So you have to work as a team to now basically make the nicest human beings possible that are looking up to you two and then you two are going to be them, you know, hopefully bringing in two other people into their lives within step parents and whatever that may be. So, you know, the actions that I would say that you can bring forth and show is definitely empathy and kindness. If it isn't going that way. And of course, if you have to go the legal routes, I would just say, as long as you, do everything you can to see your children, your children within time will know that, will eventually, I'm not saying forgive you, but love you for it. I just would say as much as, as hard as it is, I would just never give up. Even if it is just writing letters to them every day, even if you can't get through, just writing letters and storing letters. And then one day, you know, if it's a week, another month, if it's a year, if it's a few years, whenever you get contact again, you've at least got this proof to say, listen, I was here. I love you. I've loved you always. And this is, you know, the proof of that.
0: Yeah, I
4: think that's really important. But also, if you're on the other side of that, if you're the parent that's trying to prevent your child having contact with their other parent, just remembering that at some point they become adults, Yeah. and Mm. at that point you might find that your actions turn very badly against you, particularly Mm. where you've got another parent who's really putting in that much effort. So it's a real no-win situation,
0: I think, for everybody. Yeah, in the long term in particularly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. thank you both. Coming up next, we have a young mother who's finding it hard to juggle two kids under three. Plus, we hear from a dad who's worried about his son who's receiving racist messages from his peers.
3: Hold up.
0: time now to take a look at our next listener letter which comes from a woman who is at her wits end with looking after her misbehaving kids.
5: Dear Deidre,
0: I feel like I'm failing as a
5: mother because I'm constantly stressed and shouting at my kids. The mornings are like a battlefield and I'm almost always losing my cool. I wake up exhausted and can't handle them when they refuse to do anything that I ask. Even the most simple requests like sit down for breakfast please, get ignored, multiple times. Yesterday ended up with all of us crying when the eldest refused to get dressed, brush her teeth or even eat her breakfast. The youngest was throwing his breakfast all over the floor and smearing it everywhere. I'm a mum of two babies under three and at times I find it so hard to cope. If they're not crying or having a tantrum, they're encouraging each other to misbehave. One will be three next month and the other is 18 months. I'm 34 and my husband's 36. He's a delivery driver and mostly works the night shift. This means that he's often sleeping during the day, leaving me on my own with the kids. It's tough trying to keep them both under control at home, so I rarely do anything fun with them. Everyone says that when you have children you make lots of your own friends, but I feel lonelier than ever. We were due to go to a local petting farm with one of my friends, but I cancelled at the last minute, as I don't think that I can deal with another public meltdown. I worry I'm not the mum that I thought I would be. Please help.
2: I mean, that, yeah, personally, I think we've all been there with the meltdowns mm-hmm. and that, I would say, parental low of I'm um, failing as a parent, mm. just because I'm, the only thing I can kind of relate it to was for me at that stage was, you know, my kids were very young, again, the same, They'd been two under three. And, my youngest had just wasn't really taking the bottle and my partner needed a sort of break so she went for a night out and then the other the other one wasn't sleeping and it was that kind of thing bedtime and it was its whole palaver and then that ended up with two screaming kids on the stairs while I'm trying to feed them both and it's just you know yeah you do kind of have them break down moments but at the same time for me it was a bit like you know what as as soon as I kind of changed my perspective and kind of went do you know what kids are going to spill stuff they are going to cry they're going to do things that we don't want them to do because we want our house to look nice the house is going to get a mess. and i've just kind of embraced these little things that built up to bigger stressful moments you know picking up the cereal and whatever whatever else from the kitchen floor is going to cost me time because i need to make sure i've got this ready and do this and i've got a list of things to do but do you know what i <laughs> I just think as long as they're they're healthy and, and we keep happy, that's the main thing. Yeah, it's fine, you've spilt something. Do you know what? It's good. This is this is my issue. I'm tired. I need to kind of not blow at them and go off at them because they are kids and they're going to do it. So oh, I really I really feel for this this reader because it's yeah, you know, I'm sure Elyssy can probably give you better advice than I can as you know, a parent and expert, but for me I just kind of I don't know, I just had to let go of a lot of my own simple stresses, really, because it it just wasn't worth stressing over the, the little things through the day because they would then end up, you know, adding up to... Tears in the evening because it got so stressful. So
0: yeah, I I think that's so brilliant to hear you say. Yeah, I you know we all feel like we fail at times as parents, and yeah. actually don't sweat the small stuff.
2: Yeah, and it doesn't come easy at all. Like I'm not saying it comes overnight, but I think it's just that thing of going. Do you know what? Now I've had enough of all the crying. I'm not letting it get to me in the way that it did. Like the kids are going to cry. That's 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 fine. What would you like? What do you need? How can I help? Mm. But I can't help, then let's have a cuddle. Okay, we'll get over it. It'll be fine. Five minutes we're good. Like would you I just yeah. had to not as you perfectly said, like sweat the small stuff because it does then eventually build into this mountain that at six, seven o'clock at night, you're just emotionally exhausted, mm-hmm. physically exhausted and, and you're like, No, I can't, I can't keep doing this. Every can't day. Keep it's like, yeah.
0: I think that simple line of let's just have a cuddle, it's letting your child know that you're with them and you appreciate what they're feeling, and you're not going to mm. try and tell them off for what they're feeling. That yes, yeah. you know, it's okay to feel grumpy and frustrated. And I'm going to give you a cuddle, Alicia. What, what would you say to this mum? She's really beating herself up, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she is. I mean, it's,
4: it's such a horrid situation, mm. isn't it? And I think feeling guilty is kind of mm. comes with, with parenting, sadly. But because, and that's just because we all want the best. Yes, for our yes. kids, isn't it? But I think she's amazing because actually she's had the courage to admit that she's really not coping. Yeah, and she's definitely, definitely not alone. And I think that feeling mm. alone is, is seems to be quite a big part of this as well. Mm. And it, and I suppose it might seem that everybody else is doing lots of kind of social stuff and they've got it all sorted and their kids don't have meltdowns left, right, and centre. But, you know, nobody with children that age, I mean, they're tiny, three and eight months, mm. they're tiny. Nobody is going to be finding it easy. It's just that you just don't see their wheels falling off. So I think, first of all, being kind to yourself. I absolutely agree with Aston. Don't sweat the small stuff. I always remember my mum saying, it's one of her better pieces of advice, actually, what you put in now is what you get out later. So if, mm. you, if your goal for parenting is that, you want to have the relationship with them throughout their lives, which is generally a good idea because if nothing else, they tend to choose your care home when you get older. Um, (laughs) There's the truth. There's the truth. (laughs) If you want that long-term relationship... That's built on connection and memories, isn't it? Oh, there's one of the workshop slides I sometimes do, and I said nobody ever had written on their grave. She kept a tidy house. So, so yes. uh, if, if there's can cast- I can can, I, can you just send me that
2: soundbite so I can send that to Sarah, please, because that it's. <laughs>
4: I need that just so you know (laughs) absolutely 100% is yours you can have it but it It is true isn't it but having said that I really really also get that you know if you're if you're somebody who kind of wants to feel a little bit as if you're in control and you can do this it's not good for your self-esteem and your self-confidence if there's constantly ending up in in kind of meltdowns so I guess it really thinking about what are the things that might make a real difference mm. to her right now. Yeah. And I think first of all is that just try really hard not to beat yourself up. You know, this is it's the toughest job you're going to get. And, and particularly if you don't really have a lot of backup from your husband because of his job. With the little ones, it always seems to be either morning mayhem or kind of mm-hmm. bath time chaos, you know, bedtime chaos. Those are the two points in the day because... You know, by bath everybody's tired and kind of over it. But morning mayhem is really, really common. So I thought it might be helpful for you just to have a few ideas that other people have used that might be helpful. So one of them is just try to get as organised as possible the night before. So even to the extent of putting out the clothes that they're going to wear in the morning. And I always remember one of mine never ever wanted to wear she never wanted to wear clothes really full stop if we're honest about it Mm -hmm. but she hated winter clothes and she used to call it height tassel which was basically tight tassel They get tight Mm -hmm. to get in the muddle so she'd always go for the summer clothes and eventually I thought why are you doing this to yourself unless you just put the summer clothes away in the attic and then there isn't a choice so limit the amount of choices that are available if you can get yourself kind of up and ready before they wake up it's just easier because you're not trying to get your stuff done at the same time. And then I think, you know, I'm not a massive routine person, but I do think when they're that age, it's really helpful for you and, and for them because life becomes more predictable. So you can get them to help you, especially as a three-year-old, sort of, you know, when we wake up, what do we need to do first? Mm. And then you draw out the little pictures of getting dressed and sitting at the table and eating breakfast and brushing your mm-hmm. teeth, all of that kind of stuff. And let them kind of tick every time they get it right or, yeah. you know, have a little star chart. I think often as parents, if, if you're anything like me, you're not probably quite reliable enough with the stars, oh, the star chart, we forget to put them on <laughs> and then we don't motivate them. But actually the best, the best motivation for little people is, is our us noticing them get yeah. something right. Yeah. And the other thing she says is, you know, it doesn't matter how many times I repeat it you know repeating things to young to children doesn't really work if they're anything like mine they know you've got at least another three octaves to go before they actually have to move so instead just kind of try asking rather than telling so what do you think we need to be doing next or just use one word you know sit and don't say anything else or trying to kind of get their attention before you give an instruction because you know their agenda of building a lego block is just as important to them as yours is to you so if we can kind of get that connection before we give the instruction they're more likely to move in the right direction I think lastly really is being realistic so just be try to be as realistic with with your expectations and little people like that I think sort of that idea was a bit like puppy training what do they need lots of love lots of attention lots of exercise lots of food and lots of sleep yeah and the rest of it if you can just kind of Lots and lots of love. You'll come through the other end. Yeah, the common denominator mm-hmm. love.
0: Yeah. And a bit of time so you're not rushing them and yes. barking. Yeah. Because also
4: you have to remember, children take much longer to transition from one activity to the next than we do. So if you're trying to rush them all the time, it's an unrealistic expectation on your part. So Mm. we used to have a rule that you could be 20 minutes late for every baby you had, which is (laughs) great until you get to, you know, a friend of mine who's got six and then never turned up for anything. She's turning up on the wrong day. (laughs) Exactly. But it's a nice way of thinking about it that actually that calmness is more important than being on time. Yeah,
0: but actually, again, what matters whether you're ten minutes late. I'm going to move on to our last letter. It's really quite a sad one. It's from a father who's really worried about his son, who's on the receiving end of some particularly nasty bullying.
1: Dear Deidre, when I saw the nasty racist messages my son had received, I was horrified. They are scum who call him the N-word and tell him to kill himself. We've reported them to the police. I'm a 46-year-old married dad with two mixed-race children. My son is only 12. How can someone send such disgusting and sick messages to a child? My son doesn't know who has been sending them, but the police believe it's another kid who lives locally and has been in trouble before. He comes from a very bad family who don't control him and who have the same racist views. I'm worried that my son will run into this boy and that things could get worse, even violent. My son used to be outgoing and sociable, but I've noticed the mark change in him. He only ever wants to play on his Xbox in the holidays now and makes excuses not to go out and meet his friends like he used to. He says he feels panicky when he's walking home on his own. My desire to protect my son is making me consider moving my family away. What should I do?
0: It's just really, really awful. There's the, the bullying and the racism. Aston, what's your initial reaction to this father's letter?
2: Oh, um, boiling. Yeah. Absolutely bubbling with rage. First things first, I think uh, I applaud your patience. I like, can tell you know, this oh, really. It, yeah, I mean, <laughs> listen, I, th- I think this is this is one thing for me. I spoke to my parents about it before we had a couple of issues with trolls online writing things under an account that we had for our son with stuff and I just absolutely lost it. You know, I'm the first person, I think, in, in this instance to to see red and absolutely fly off the handle. So the fact this man is so patient and, and he is clearly, you know, thinking about the bigger picture and not just obviously that moment in time is a great thing for one because he's thinking about his, his, you know, he's thinking about his child first and foremost. So that is that is the the amazing thing, you're, you know, you're thinking about your child and not, you know, your own views towards those words and how they're used towards your child. So me as a parent, I have to, no matter who this person's family may be or whatever, you know, it is, I have to confront that person's guardian, parent, if the proof is there and he knows that it is this person, I have to confront that person and I have to find out because I can't have my child living in fear because of words that are being thrown at him online like that. It's, it's just, it's something that, you know, I've sat there and my dad's told me stories of, you know, walking through places at night and just, and just being uncomfortable and just, getting in trouble and the same thing when i was growing up it's happened in, and especially as you know a young guy being mixed race and growing up it was never easy but at the same time it was a bit like you had to kind of build that thick skin that's so, really know, I...
0: sad that you had to build thick skin to deal with it to... yeah
2: but i think that was just i think at the at the time like i'm 34 so at that time again it, it wasn't as vocal within the social communities and social media and out there and spoken about. I think it's that kind of thing of, you know, we're still dealing with kick racism out of football and da mm. da people kind of on this whole wave of is it is is there racism here and it's a bit like guys, like it's nice that we're having this conversation and we're getting to places and whatever, but there's still so much the blindness and ignorance towards it. I mean what we'll you just said,
0: your dad dealt with it, you've dealt with it and now you're young son has had racism as well I mean that just shows yeah. those those generations it's still obviously continuing
2: exactly I think and I think you know it, it is that thing as I think as the reader said is that he must be in his his 40s or so so again he would have definitely more than likely experienced it maybe growing up or even on a you know a, somewhat of a, a, an adult basis but Your child, yeah, I think it's it's so difficult because for me, I I have to confront it. I have to confront that thing and show my child firstly that you can't be scared of these kind of people that have these disgusting views that don't see you know past a a shade of skin colour. It's it's we bleed, we bleed the same colour. That's it. Just is what it is. We are all the same. So at the end of the day, it's very much that point of going. No.
0: You're certainly not going to go into hiding or change your life, are you? You're going to continue exactly the way you are because you have a right to. And why should you change your life? And And that that is admirable.
2: You know, listen, I get this day and age, you know, as parents, you just want your kids to be safe and be careful, especially out there. Mm. The world isn't, you know, the safest of obviously places. So, you know, you you do as a parent, you always think the worst. Mm. But i'm as a parent going to stand in the front line and make sure that i'm there to deflect anything that that i can Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you're not in the back seats there are you Aston? you're (laughs) you're right there and gonna stand up for them
2: definitely and show them that it's you know this isn't okay and this is not how you know people live no we're not living like this absolutely not
0: and i think one thing that i really pick up from this letter i'm not sure about you alicia is it is really feels like this boy is starting to live with anxiety, real anxiety. Yeah. What would you be saying to the dad so that he can help his son to move forward in his life and not not feel he has to hide away because it seems like he's hiding playing Xbox and not wanting to go out with friends? Yeah, I mean, it's just horrendous, isn't it? And mm. Absolutely, there is no excuse
4: ever for racism and bullying Mm. um so i'm really glad that he's reported the situation to the police even if it doesn't sound as though perhaps it's changed much at the moment and i I, you know i don't believe don't blame them for considering moving and uh, you you would do whatever you you Mm. can as aston says isn't it but i think perhaps one of the things we need to do with with young people who are bullied is be very careful that we don't take away more of their power because I think the thing about bullying is it is all about power, yeah, isn't it? Mm. So if you've been bullied, what we don't want then is to kind of rectify it by doing things that are beyond their control. So talking to him, explaining that actually he has a right to feel safe, uh, lots of empathy around how he's feeling. It's not surprising. I would feel frightened. Most of us would feel frightened. Yeah. It's okay to feel frightened. But actually, this kid's taken away your power. And he's making you live a smaller life, a yeah, smaller yeah. version of your life. I think that you are brave enough to be able to take your power back. So then kind of exploring with him. So he's allowed to feel how he's feeling, but then how can we, how can we help you to take your, your power back? And that's building up that self-esteem to really believe that you believe you should be treated better than that it's about making sure he's got really good social skills so that he can talk back when people say things or walk away if that's the right thing to do in that moment it's about checking that you know perhaps he's got some Basic self-defence but more about how to avoid trouble because you don't want to get into that confrontation and and actually all the best self-defence experts will say how to read a situation how to avoid trouble is better but also exploring how he can meet up with his friends in a safe way that's going to build his confidence back up again yeah
0: because you know don't let somebody else take your power away yeah Someone so narrow-minded and bigoted. Don't let them rule your life. I, mm. I love that advice about actually involve the child in the solution and and I
4: like, I really really take my hat off to him for managing to stay as calm yeah. as he yeah. has
0: because I'd want that's to be out
4: there committing true. yes goodness knows what yeah he, and I actually that's it. not helpful for your child either because what no. you're showing them is I'm scared for you too mm. and that's not going to build his confidence in yeah.
0: Them. As a last question, I wanted to ask you both, what would be your single piece of advice to any parent who is struggling and beating themselves up about being a failure and not being the parent that they should be? Aston, over to you.
2: Every single parent ever there's ever been has felt like they're failing as a parent at some point. I've never met anybody heard anybody talk about, I think Alyssa said it earlier, the perfect parent that doesn't exist I think obviously as a parent you just need to probably understand and come to you know the acknowledgement of it's a child the child's learning every single day from you, it's a bit like you have to kind of project what you want back i suppose it how it how you know you have to show them all the empathy all the kindness all the love all the laughter the jokes everything that you want your child to be like we're, we're molding these little people so you know all the little stresses that i said earlier i, I don't think there's there anything to kind of really be stressed at. if you know if we're lucky enough to have be able to have these little people in our lives and have families. I think we just have to sometimes take a breath. You have to count to 10, whatever it may be, and just realize you know what? It could be probably so much worse right now. Keep going, you'll be fine. You will be so fine. Like, I've been there with the kids on the stairs, absolutely screaming at me, tears in my eyes, going, I can't do this, am I? And this is mad. Like she needs to come home, but it's fine. That's you you for... got through it. Yeah.
0: And everyone went to sleep eventually.
2: Yeah, and then now four and two and we have the best time because we passed that early baby stage. And then there's this stage and there's this, like it doesn't last forever. Nothing lasts forever. This sleep deprivation doesn't last forever. It's all a moment in time. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a learning curve for them and for us. It's just, Alyssa said again earlier, there's no manual, there's no book. Your child's different to mine, mine's different to yours and his and hers and whatever. So it's, yeah, you just have to, just treasure every moment as 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 wild and as loud as they can be so um, you know yeah just 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 treasure them moments because they don't last
0: thank you that was perfect and alicia how about yourself what would you say to support someone who's beating themselves up i don't think aston said most of it yeah. really. Sure i can
4: do any better <laughs> yeah. that. i think it's you know if you had to sum it up in be kind to yourself. Be kind to them. Kindness can carry us through most things. Yeah, yeah. I love that,
0: and it does start with the way you talk to yourself, doesn't yeah. it? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You wouldn't say that to your child. You're, you're a rubbish child. You're failing at this <laughs> child thing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You really wouldn't, would you?
4: Yeah. No. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to them, and and uh, just just keep thinking what's the, what really matters here. And, yeah. it, and it is the mm-hmm. relationship. And if you focus on that, you're never going to go that far wrong.
0: Yeah. Thank you so Indeed. much to both of you. Thank you. Thank you. you. It's it lovely it. to be with you both. Thanks so much to you for listening, and to Alicia Drummond and Aston Marigold for being such great company and sharing their words of advice on parenting. We've covered the tricky balance of spending time with your children after a hostile split with a partner how to manage badly behaved tots and equipped you with the tools to put a stop to bullies upsetting your child if you're struggling with a problem and feel like you need some advice the dear deirdre team is here to help just send your problems to dear deirdre at the-sun.co.uk and remember you can read dear deirdre every day at the sun.co.uk forward slash dear deirdre or by picking up a copy of the sun Our advice page is packed full of support and extra resources, which can help you with your own challenges. Before you go, don't forget to click follow so you never miss an episode. And if you have a spare moment, maybe you could give us a rating and leave us a review. This boost of appreciation all helps so that other people who are seeking advice can find us on their podcast app. I'll be back next week for another episode of Answering Your Dilemmas. But for now, I'm Sally Land, and this has been Dear Deirdre.
3: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.